Dill, what's up, bro? Hey, I'm pretty good, man. You know, we're um we're in December now. Uh, a spot I never thought we'd be in the NFL season this year, just no. based on the circumstances of the world. Um, a lot to talk about, including uh, this week was very interesting, and I felt like there was honestly just no way to predict this week. No, the, no, the there things wasn't. that went down, <laughs> like nothing, nothing really went the way I expected it. Who to would go. have thought an unnamed football team would have beaten the eleven and zero Pittsburgh Steelers last night? That yeah. was just unreal, and, and especially and, the way the game started. I thought yeah. Washington had absolutely no chance of winning that game. Dude, for real. Just looking at it, it was like, okay, I mean, Steelers are going to run away with it. It's hard to believe, though, looking back at it now, when Pittsburgh got stuffed three times in a row at the one at 7 yeah. nothing, when a touchdown probably would have put them away, uh-huh. it's hard to believe that you look back at that moment thinking, dang, if Pittsburgh does score, they'd probably win the game. I, I – um. I am happy that Alex Smith got the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, good for I him. Mean, you know, he deserves like, it. Like we talked about, um, possibly comeback player of the year. Oh, he's like, definitely comeback player sure, of the year. all the way. No doubt. But um, I I just did not imagine it. Break down the Steelers-Bills game. Mm-hmm. That's the game week, you, yeah. you – yeah, you put me hip to where the Steelers could possibly lose. I'm going to say they will lose that yeah. game, and we'll get to that. Um. But there was a couple other things. Uh, I I know you texted me about Baker Mayfield. You know, yes, sir. I'm not a Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield guy, but I know we're gonna talk about him. Um, we're not gonna talk about, but we should mention the Patriots absolutely destroyed Crushed. the Chargers. I, I talk. We gotta talk about that receiver Gunnar Olowski or Olszewski yeah, uh, or whatever his name is. The little the little West Welker. Yeah, type yeah, dude. yeah. He's number eighty, I think. <laughs> yeah. Off Punt return, Walker. touchdown, receiving touchdown, and he had a tackle on special teams. Crazy. His he looks up his name, Gunner. I mean, yeah, he was he he balled out. Um, I mean, week thirteen, good game. Uh, there was no Thursday game. No, but um, we have uh, in replacement. We actually have some football on tonight here in about uh, four and a half hours. Yeah. And uh, that will be the Cowboys-Ravens. It shouldn't and, be uh, too good, but, you know, we didn't expect Washington to beat Pittsburgh last night, so maybe Dallas has a chance tonight. For real. And and I we remember a few weeks back when we were not doing virtual pods, I remember a statement I made, you know, Dak is better than Prescott. I remember my yes, brain cells. Yes, I remember you saying deleted. that, yeah. But I'd, I'd just like to say, man. Dak is better uh, than Prescott. Look, and Dak, yeah, no, but – um. Man, I realized how important Dak Prescott is to the Cowboys. Um, their season would not have gone this way. They would have definitely won this horrible division mm-hmm. in my mind with Dak Prescott. Um, and a lot of these games that were close, I think they would have had a lot better chance. Um, they just have crumbled since he got hurt, and it's just sad. And and it made me realize though, we I was saying, you know, Dak's not that good. I don't think he's top ten. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. The way the the, the way, way that team has crumbled played, without him. Yeah, it shows his importance. Mm-hmm. Um, first game right that we're gonna be breaking down is the, um, the Browns, Browns, and and that's a game I just never thought. This is what I'll say. I don't want to say Baker's trash because he had an absolute monster game. The slide at, into the end zone too when he made the and he made the pose with the camera. Uh-huh, yeah. that, was, that was crispy. That, that was, was cool. Crispy. Yeah. But I will say he's inconsistent. 
because the game the week before he misses a guy wide mm-hmm. open. And I mean, they did win that game, but yeah, he did miss. Uh, was it Jarvis Landry over the middle of the yeah. field wide open? <laughs> wide open. So I will say, me, I will not me and you could have made that throw. I mean, for real, <laughs> we do make that. Throw. For but real. I will say, all I will say is inconsistent in the fact that you know I just never would have predicted this based on the play because Definitely. you never really know what to expect from him. Yeah. Um, but go ahead and give your thoughts on on uh this week 13 matchup yeah i mean it was a big win for baker you know i mentioned a couple weeks ago i think when they played another big game and they lost it's like a it's a trend for browns and baker mayfield especially they will win a mediocre game baker will have a good game then they'll squeak by in a game that they really should have won or baker has an okay game and then they play a huge game and baker just crumbles and they get blown out that was not the case on sunday I stepped out to get some food after work uh, before I came home and just relaxed on Sunday. And it was already like 21 to three when I got back home. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 25 to 33, 334 yards with four touchdowns. Nick Chubb ended up having 80 yards and a touchdown. Juice Landry, uh, eight catches, 62 yards and a score. Donovan Peoples-Jones got a 75-yard touchdown. He threw a ball to Rashad Higgins in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. And we always say the Titans live and die on Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill almost had 400 yards and three touchdowns with an interception, but Derrick Henry was held to 60 yards on 15 carries. Now, 41-35 looks like it was a close game. Tennessee scored two times in the last seven minutes. So yeah. the, the score really doesn't dictate the game. So Browns take this one. They go to 9-3. and three. They have a Monday night matchup with the Baltimore Ravens next week, and that should and be a good be one. Now. Yeah, we will be breaking down uh, that game in uh, just a little bit here. But, uh, yeah, Tannehill really, really was the um, – And usually it's the opposite when the Titans team. win big games. Derrick Henry yeah. will go anywhere from 100 to 180 yards with two or three touchdowns, and Tannehill will be the one with, you know, 175, 180, 200. Tannehill probably had his best game of the season, but Derrick Henry For was sure. just bottled up. This, I mean, this game with the Browns showed me something. The Browns had a similar play like this against the Bengals. Uh, with Joe Burrow, and it was a high-flying type of game, mm-hmm. high-scoring. It came. You're talking down about the Thursday to... night game in week two. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I, I think. Um, Burrow threw the ball, I think, like sixty times in that game or something. Yeah, they were insane. It's insane stuff. But the Browns really excel when they can get into this mode where they spread the ball. They, they make these trick plays. They, they, they. They can really excel when when they when they spread the field, mm-hmm. and um, I I think that's the reason they won this game is because they they stuck to that game plan. And um, honestly, I was not a big fan of the Browns. I'm starting to see them as legit. I've seen it all over now, as the Browns like their record, and 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 this game, this Titans are legit. So. Say what you will. Um, moving on to a really good game that I didn't watch the first quarter, and I know you didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched um, like seven plays up until the last like minute and a half of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, very surprising result, you know. And I I had no, <laughs> I had no idea that like we'd even have a shot. Like no. I I thought okay, we're gonna come in with this with what Daryl Bevel leading. 
I was like, no, there's no way. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no hope for this game. Mm-hmm. I thought Trubisky always. Wins Trubisky always that. carves up the lines. He's he's a, yeah. he's due for three hundred and three touchdowns at least against the Lions. For real, and uh, he only had two sixty seven and a touchdown, which was the uh-huh. difference maker. Like she almost hit that three hundred quota yard wise, but yeah, not the touchdowns. Just the touchdowns weren't there. Yeah, I saw um, a stat. They were up all game, right? Yeah, the, the Bears. The Bears were up until Peterson scored the game winning or the goal had ended up being the game winning touchdown. Yeah, and Peterson you, had another two touchdown day. Yep, he had he's, uh, he's fifty seven on sixteen carries with two touchdowns. Man, I I love watching AP. I, I I'm sad. It's probably going to be only one season with mm-hmm. us, but um, go ahead be, and just break down the thoughts. Unfortunately, it would almost be better for the team if Peterson only stayed for a season, due to the fact that you know he is going to be up into his I think thirty eight or thirty nine age season. Yeah. Next year. And we need some, you know, depth, young talent. You know, he's not going to go for 800, 900 yards. We're not going to get vintage AP. Let's put it yeah. that way. I want to throw a quick stat at you. Did you know that Matt Patricia was 0-5 against the Chicago Bears? What? Yeah, and Daryl Bevel, first try, first win. Crazy. Matt I mean, Patricia we did, it did, did come not down the wire. beat the Chicago Bears. But We were um, close in at least, if I can think, at least three of the five games. Yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. last year, week one this year, and I think his first season we almost won one of them. Man, I hate Patricia, and we will be having I know. a segment later. So glad on. he's gone, you know? Not as glad as our guest, though, I think. Yeah, no, not, nowhere near. He, he's <laughs> going to have a lot of choice words, I think. Um, <laughs> but Stafford balled out. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like the leash was taken off of him. Dara Bevel took the leash off that Matt Patricia had on him. Stafford went for 402 yards with three touchdowns. That interception. You could argue that it was lucky. You could argue that it was skill. You could also argue Stafford should never throw another sidearm pass again. But yeah. it was a nice play by that Bears linebacker. It looked like it was set up for a screen. That was one of the six plays I did watch before the uh, last two minutes of the game. Uh, just a great game by the Lions. I mean, Marvin Jones, eight catches, 116 yards and a touchdown. The defense, you know, struggled at times, but they also looked good at times. Yeah. It's nice to see the players actually fight for Daryl Bevel. Trubisky, as you mentioned, 160, or 267 yards on touchdown. David Montgomery, who I predicted to have a big game, he did. 17 carries, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. But the Lions do move to 5-7 and seven on the year. Do you know where our game out of that final wildcard spot? Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, there are four other teams in front of us, but I have seen crazier things. It is 2020, after all. Lions could end up making the playoffs, which yeah. is a scary thing. Do you I'd, think if the Lions, the do you think the Lions go uh, three and one down the stretch, they make the playoffs? Do you think Daryl Bevel gets a chance at the coaching job? I don't think. Now it is a tough schedule. It is uh, Minnesota, Bucks. Green Bay, the Bucks, and the Titans. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Nah. I honestly, I see us going maybe one and three only beating the Vikings. Oh, well just throw realistically aside. If he goes three and one and they make the playoffs, does he deserve the job? Mm, yes. Yes. Do you think he yeah. gets it? Uh I think we definitely interview people. I think we definitely shop and look around. I think they'll interview him either way for the coaching job. Yeah, all the but way. I don't see him getting it either way to be honest with you. I I I honestly man, I miss Caldwell. Let's just get I know, Caldwell I know, back, I know. bro. But we got some good candidates, you know. Yeah, we have a lot of guys potentially uh, a landing spot here. But um, Stafford had a Stafford type game. He did. I know the interception muddies it up. A it's a typical bit, but... Stafford interception, though. He makes a, yeah. a boneheaded play and it gets intercepted. Yeah, and uh, it's it's 
that's what we've come to expect in the recent years. But uh, 402, three touchdowns, this was the most Stafford game of the year. And mm-hmm. you could tell he looked alive. He looked like he was there to lead and drive the team. Yep. Getting guys to the line, making plays, making adjustments. And it's tough All to... year, he's been asleep. Uh-huh. The Packers yeah. game, when we got blown out, Week he two, looked yeah. asleep. Week two, yeah. horrible, yeah. He did not look like Matthew Stafford. This mm-hmm. was the Matthew Stafford, and I'm going to attribute it to the fact that Patricia's gone one, but two, the fact that Daryl Bevel had some exciting play calls. He, he made some plays. He was he was risky the whole game, and you had to be because we were down like the whole yeah. thing until we went and got the go ahead. It's just and nice Zola, to see that a veteran leader, you know. Yeah, like Stafford. I'm sure a lot of those guys in the locker room weren't buying in to Bevel, and they just said, you know what, this this is the end of the season. Why do we just, you know, mail it in? But credit to Matthew Stafford and the veteran leaders on that team. Adrian Peterson probably had a big part in that. Danny Amendola, as you're going to mention when I get done, had a big part in that. It's just yeah. it's great to see the team not give up. For real. Amendola's the guy. I saw him make two back-to-back really big catches over mm-hmm. the middle. The second one was a really diving catch, and the Bears, the Bears player – was so close to knocking it away. Uh, uh, Marvin Jones got a touchdown. Marvin Jones, that was a sweet throw by Stafford. I mean, Swear. throwing it over two defenders' heads, that is vintage Matthew Stafford at its finest. And that's what I've missed all year uh, from this Lions team. This was my favorite game of the year. Huh. Patricia's gone. So glad. <laughs> I know we've had to get the win over the Bears. I, I, I'm not going to say we played outstanding. No. I'm going to say – Definitely going to have to step it up for Green Bay next week. For sure. <laughs> Just the fact that we never gave up and the fact that, like, in a way, we redeemed ourselves for that first loss mm-hmm. because this is the same type of play. The first the first loss was it came down to the wire and we could we just couldn't get that touchdown. Um, and this one, we went ahead. Uh, also, though, we could have lost this game had um, Robinson, like, just not went out. Yeah, of I don't know what Allen Robinson was thinking on that third I, and four. All he had to do was cut up field. And he could have walked yeah. into the end zone. Literally, I have no idea what he was thinking, dude. Mm-hmm. It was but, it was some the worst play I'd ever seen. The um, last thing I want to mention about this game, uh-huh. and I'll give you let give you the floor to have your last thoughts. What a play by Romeo Oquara! Not dude, he's to, a beast. I mean, third and four. First of all, what are the Bears thinking throwing mm-hmm. the ball in third and four? Yeah, in that situation. But I mean, for Oquara to beat his man off the line and make a diving strip at the ball. And for John Penasini, a rookie, to have the wherewithal to know that the football is right there and to pounce on it and to give the Lions a chance to win this game. We don't talk about enough about that D-line. We do hammer on them sometimes because they don't get enough pass rush, but it's almost yeah. like they get a pass rush at the right time. We talk about mm-hmm. when O'Quara made that strip sack on Matt Ryan in the Atlanta game. That was and the then to add game. to this one, the, these are two. that's two wins. Thanks to Romeo Okwara and not giving up late in the game. Yeah. You think about and that he, without those plays? One of my favorite. We're three and ten. Instead yeah, of five and really. seven. I can't believe we're five and seven, man. If you'd have told me at only two we were gonna be five and seven. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I I would have thought you were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, uh moving on here, we we have a a game that uh Surprised me a little bit, but surprised me a lot. <laughs> yeah, Broncos were in it for a while. Chiefs twenty-two, Broncos sixteen. But I, Tyreek Hill caught a touchdown know, early, in and the they game. didn't review it, and they figured it out too late. That was an incredible catch by Tyreek Hill. I know, and like, they just, what? you know, they just said, "Ah, oh, you know what? 
I don't think they he caught punted. it. Yeah, and then they punted. Yeah. He didn't even think he caught it, which was the funniest part. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, right? <laughs> like, what? Dude, he literally caught the ball. Even if sometimes if he if players don't catch the ball, they try to act like they For caught real, it. For real, yeah. See. yeah. And, like, this time, this dude literally caught the ball, a nice, crispy catch, and then just. Yeah, you know what? I didn't catch it. You know Let's what? punt the ball. I don't want the stats, you know? <laughs> Dude, the way he the way he jogged off the field too with the ball, like, dude, in his hand, like how how did he think he ended up in his hand? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but go ahead and break down your thoughts. Drew Locke had a great game, by the way. Drew Locke, you uh, said had a great game. In my opinion, because um, I mean the stats I, I, really I don't think, say that, but I could see why I you say that. I I'd say for um. The two interceptions, obviously, he's young, but mm-hmm. one fifty-one and two. I mean, this, this, this is their the Broncos' best quarterback in a while. Yeah, think about so it. Great man, definitely. Yeah, and and I know the stats probably don't show it. Defense doesn't. I think this mm-hmm. is highly underrated. Um, it is. I know a lot, but no, I thought I thought Locke played well. Uh, I saw him. Just think that. Um, when you go against the Chiefs, man, I think you kind of lose before you start playing because True. right Just, now the Chiefs, the Chiefs have a super team, man. If I heard I'm going up against the Chiefs, I'm that's game seven man. point advantage. Stressing. Just for the Chiefs by stepping on the field, I think. Yeah, and and so I'm 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 nervous, but no, I thought for. What people think Drew Locke is, like, just complete garbage, like, not even worthy of a starting job. I thought he kept them in this game. He did, yeah. And so did he, he did Gordon. struggle with the picks, but I will say he kept him in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just amazing to see Patrick Mahomes through for 318 yards and one touchdown when they only scored 22 points. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Le'Veon, Technically, they scored a lot more, but <laughs> yeah, it feels they should have. They should have scored at least 29. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell ended up getting the start. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had the flu, but he was active. I don't believe he got any touches though. So Le'Veon Bell was the lead horse back. He had 11 carries for 40 yards. Travis Kelsey had a big game. He had, he had just, the biggest game out just of Just about, you know, between 45 to 50% of Patrick Mahomes' passing yards. He had 136 yards on eight catches and uh, Mahomes' only touchdown that counted. Drew Rock, yeah. 151, 2-2. Two and two. Uh, The two bright spots of the game, though, uh, Melvin Gordon, for Broncos at least, uh, bright yeah. spot for him. 15 carries, 131 yards, and Tim Patrick who had a big game against the New York Jets way back in, uh, I believe that was either week four or week five on Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. He had four catches for 44 yards and both of Drew Locke's touchdowns. Yeah, and he's a guy, when I was watching it, I was like, all right, who's this? If I if I still cared about my fantasy. I'd never heard of this guy until, you know, he balled out against the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, Tim I, Patrick, I who is this? I said, no, this is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> he um he's obviously got probably a bigger role now because oh, Courtney sure. Sutton's been out. Sutton's been out, and then uh, Judy's been a little disappointing, and so is Hamler. Yeah, and uh, it sucks to say it. I thought this team would be a lot better than it is, and um I know you did as well. You're very high on them starting the season. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on though into our last game that we have to break down. It's uh, Bills 34, 49ers 24. Yeah, Honestly, I didn't think the 49ers would be in it that much. No, I didn't but... either. I uh, really did think it was weird that uh, the 49ers were ended up playing in the Cardinals stadium. You know, it was a little bit of a yeah. weird sight. 
at night uh-huh. at night it kind of looked like Levi's Stadium a little bit with all the <laughs> you know banners and everything they put up and then you realize the NFL logo is at midfield and it's like okay well they're in Arizona then it was a nice yeah. fight by the 49ers I mean they've had a really rough season I mean Nick Mullins has started half of their games George Kittle hasn't played a lot this year they've struggled with injuries they've had a little bit of the COVID bug but it was just nice to see him fight. Mullins had an okay game. Three touchdowns, two interceptions on 316 yards passing. Brandon Ayuk, rookie out of Arizona State, playing back in his state where he played college. Five catches, 95 yeah. yards, and a touchdown. He did try one of those dunks on the goalpost, and he did miss. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but Josh <laughs> Allen, 375, four touchdowns. Big night by his receivers. Cole Beasley, nine catches, 130 yards, and a score. Stefan Diggs got nine catches for 72 yards. It was just a statement win for the Bills. It could have been a game that they could have just looked past and they could have easily lost this game. The Bills moved to 9-3. to three. They are a full game still ahead of the Miami Dolphins for their first AFC East title in almost 30 years. Wow. In almost 30 years? Yeah. I mean, you think about it. The Patriots won that division a lot of years in a row. So long. In the Belichick-Brady era, they must have won probably, I would say, at least 85%. And the only exceptions being Rex Ryan when he was with the Jets. Those couple, those first couple of years he was with the Jets. He yeah. went to, uh, was that two straight AFC Championship games? Yeah, and that was a highly underrated team. Yes. One of the most underrated teams of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, wow, I did not even stop to think about the implications of if if the Bills end up winning this division, that'll be the first time in, in a long time. It takes you back to when they were, you know, making those Super Bowls back in the 80s and all the missed field goals and the blowout losses. And uh, maybe, yeah. you never know. You never know, man. This could be it. Josh Allen could lead him to a title. You never know. I, I'd say if it doesn't happen this year, it's it's going to – the chances are going to decrease. Oh, for sure. This is probably the best team that they've had since Jim Kelly was quarterback back in the 80s. Yeah. For sure. I think if they can get the job done, though, this year. It's just this. It's a tough AFC conference, though, this year. That's the yeah, only downfall sure. is Pittsburgh. If the Chiefs KC. didn't exist. Yeah. If the Chiefs were in, like, the NFC or, you know, Pittsburgh wasn't 11-1. But realistically, I mean, Pittsburgh really isn't 11-1 in my eyes. They're not even that They're good. They're not. They're an football team at the most. They are not going to make the, – they're probably going to lose, like, first round. You know, it's playoffs. really funny to see over the past couple of weeks, uh, also with the Giants winning in Seattle this week, that the we were looking at the NFC East, like, two weeks ago and laughing at them. You yeah. know, they, they may have earned a little bit of respect this week. For the they're Giants going into Seattle and winning, obviously no fans in Seattle, so it's not like playing in front of the 12th man. And Washington yeah. going into Pittsburgh and winning on prime time. Crazy. You know, they're tied for the lead in the division at five and seven. Wow. That we shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, the, the winner of the division is probably gonna finish under five hundred still. <laughs> Each team, if they won out, would be nine and seven. So I wouldn't see that happening. But I think it's time for us to show some respect to the NFC East. Honestly, the football team's gonna win that division. I really do think I mean if Daniel Jones got healthy, maybe the Giants would have a chance. But, I mean, they also did win with Colt McCoy and Wayne Gallman in Seattle. Yeah, against Seattle. Against Seattle. Oh, my god! But, I mean, when Russ isn't on, though, it's not the same team. Russ, it's like a one-man show. If Russ doesn't yeah, throw for 300 and two touchdowns, they're going to lose. It doesn't matter who what you're playing. Happened? There was a lot of bad snaps. There was, yes. The center, that center needs to be replaced because that was the thing when I was I mean, to score five points in the first two and a half quarters against the Giants – 
a like field goal and a safety, you couldn't even score a touchdown. Russ, I'm sorry, he has lost. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be either Rodgers or Mahomes, I think, for me. And I'd hate I to see Rodgers win it, but Rodgers is having the best season of his career, I think, right now. I mean, uh, I five interceptions. Rogers. He's got what thirty-seven touchdowns, I think. I think he'll hit the forty touchdown plateau this this week going against the Lions. I see him throwing at least three, if not four or five. I hate Rodgers. So I know, much. I know, I don't like him either. But you know, the man has had a great season, and he we deserves gotta it. Give it to my home. No, because then he'll be like complete, complete all of them. I just want to see a State Farm Bowl in the Super Bowl, man. I just want to see a Rodgers <laughs> versus. I just want to see Jake from State Farm Bowl. You know, Rodgers v Mahomes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, should be sponsored by State Farm if that happens. Yeah, dude. If it happens, <laughs> the insurance bowl, be so <laughs> or a, a, and the, then the uh, AFC Championship game could be Browns Chiefs. Could be Progressive the uh, State Farm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, the commercials, dude. Imagine though, if 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 it was Rogers, uh, Mahomes Super Bowl, uh, that would be the best commercial like to have during the Super Bowls, like State for Farm. real, like, for they, real. With both they, of them they in it, really like, yeah. That would be like a really good commercial. Um, but I I'm gonna say the uh the main thing about this Bills 49ers game before we get into our week fourteen preview, Cole Beasley. I think man, he's highly underrated. Yeah. I thought and, Cole uh, Beasley's career was over when he left Dallas. I really did. So for sure. And he had a good year this last is year. But this is probably career. the best season of his career. I agree. And yeah. he's pretty much the number two guy. I mean, John Brown hasn't been the John Brown that he was last year when he's out there on the field. And obviously, yeah. you know, he can't be the number one because – and the addition of Stephon Diggs. We say DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona was probably the biggest free agent acquisition. I would throw in a vouch yeah. for Stephon Diggs going to the Bills. Yeah. that you We, we can see the drastic – The improvement. Drastic improvement. Now, yeah. I understand that Stephon Diggs is pretty quick and tall, and he can, you know – outrun Josh Allen's overthrows and his, you know, overthrows over his head and past him, you know, like John Brown and Cole Beasley couldn't. <laughs> that could be a big part in it. But, you know, Josh Allen definitely has been more accurate this year than he was last. Yeah, all the way. Um, I think he definitely probably put a lot of work in, mm-hmm. in the offseason. Yeah. And um, it's showing. All right, moving on to our Week 14 preview here. We have the Patriots-Rams Thursday Night Football. Super Bowl um, 53 rematch. Yeah, the most boring Super Bowl Which, of all uh, time. Minus Tom Brady, minus Gronk. Yeah, it's going to be a lot different of a game. New jerseys for the Rams. Uh, New jerseys for the Patriots, too. Um, I don't know. I think the Patriots could, could win this one. They They did defeat the Cardinals, but it was really close. Um, they bodied the Chargers. I, all, all I want to say is I wouldn't count them out, but I'm going to give this to the Rams. Goff has been cooking. Um, we, we, we've seen what that defense is like with Ramsey holding some of the best receivers to virtually nothing. Um, and one thing I do want to say, though, is the Rams defense is, is, is a lot like the Patriots in my mind. The, they have good corners, good young corners in a way, good veteran corners, um, good young players up on the line. Um, Patriots are the same way. Mm-hmm. J.C. Jackson is a great corner. Yeah. This this year he came onto the map. He's a top Stephon Gilmore corner. hasn't He's been top. the Stephon Gilmore he was last year. He hasn't, but he and, – and he went against Hopkins in that Cardinals game, and he did have to make a lot of Defen- – Defensive holdings, pass interferences, yeah. Yeah. To hold them, but 
I wouldn't count him out either because he 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 is I mean he is still one of the best corners to do mm-hmm. it. I agree. Um but I will say that if if Belichick can scheme the Rams the right way, obviously he did it in the Super Bowl and it was a very yeah. low scoring obviously. game. Obviously these teams are virtually the that same. That was Todd Gurley's with, MVP season, and Todd Gurley, what, had like 40 yards in that game? Yeah, like <sighs> nothing. If Belichick and scheme, Patriots are in it. All I want to say is I wouldn't count them out just Mm-mm. yet. I think it's going to be a close game. Goff is the difference maker, though. He's been balling, and Cam's been dropping the ball. Yeah. I uh, um, I got the Rams winning this game 31-17. to I see it being a pretty close game, though, or a pretty close game early, and then the Rams pull away late. Jared Goff, 350, three touchdowns. Cam is only going to have 200 yards total, 130 pass, and 70 rush. He's going to have a rushing touchdown in this game. Ramsey is going to shut down the Patriots pass game. That is going to be why Cam was only going to hit 130. I see the Rams going to 9-4 and four with a big primetime victory. For sure. Moving on to a game that uh, we we watched the first match between these two teams together, and it was not it was not a very good. No, sight. no, it wasn't. Um, it was awful. It was honestly the worst game we've had all year, and in a while, even through the last couple seasons. Uh, how do you see this game playing out, Packers Lions? Well, this game's gonna have a little bit more juice than I thought it was gonna be at this time last week. The Lions are one game out of a wild card spot in the NFC. I don't see it changing the result any though. Packers are going to take this one 31 to 21. The Lions keep it close. Stafford 300 yards, two touchdowns. Peterson's going to get on the board again with another touchdown, but the Lions secondary, they've been weak all season. They let Will Fuller have 170 yards. Devontae Adams, three touchdowns. Rodgers is going to have four total, and the Pack are going to clinch the North with an easy win. Yeah, this this Devontae Adams is going to go off. Aaron Jones bodied us last time we mm-hmm. played. Yeah, Aaron Jones almost had, what, 200 yards? Yeah, and he had that... 75-yard touchdown. touchdown. I think it was like the first or second play of the third quarter. Untouched, 75 yards, yep. It's the worst. Um, But, yeah, I want to go ahead and say that Devontae Adams is going to destroy us. Mm -hmm. He he had a little bit of a turf toe during the first match. Um, He's been fighting that since, like, week three last year. I remember when he did that yeah. in that Thursday night game against the Eagles where they lost at home. Yeah. I I uh but I was talking to my dad about Devontae Adams and I was like, man, he's legit. He like, is. He doesn't get enough he, recognition, I don't think. Not at all, not at all. He is one of the best receivers, and I hate saying that because he plays for mm-hmm. the Packers. But no way would I've ever said like a couple seasons ago. Hearing Devontae Adams, would I be like, this is one of the greatest Packers receivers yeah, I agree. of all time. And 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 he's cemented his spot as the, one of the best route runners in my mind. Definitely. Like, he he will always be. He 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 makes so many people miss. I was watching the Eagles game, you know, obviously we can talk about Wentz, we can talk about Hurts, I don't want to. But Slay, I mean, he was battling an injury, but he was getting carved up by I just uh, saw some news before we actually started the podcast. Uh Jalen Hurts will be starting next week. Oh. Yeah, they have thrown Carson Wentz. All that money that they have thrown at Carson Wentz, and he is now on the bench. He, oh, my gosh. Do you think he's going to be traded? I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really don't. Should they trade him? I, yes. Will they trade yeah, him? all the way. I don't think so. 
I, I, it sucked to pay somebody that much, you know, and it's going to suck to pay somebody that much. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I'd rather just use him until, until his contract's yeah. up or have him. I think what it's they a lot of years do and a lot of money is, though. I mean, for sure. I think honestly, what I, what I was picturing them doing is kind of, um, seeing what hurts can do to end mm-hmm. out the year. If he's the guy. Okay. If not, you go and draft another quarterback and you let Hurts has shown that he's the guy, though. He them. can be the guy, I think. He can be. He's just yeah, He's a rookie. I mean, you, uh, you just got to wait it out. Two is yeah. inconsistent. I mean, two had like two 90 so yards in his debut, and he had 300 yards this week. Yeah, crazy. Um, But I don't know, man. I wish we could have seen that bird. I know, I know. It was a good game, though. It was close. We had, we had some uh, yeah, fireworks, though. Me. You know, we had that little, little scuffle. Yeah. The Bengals' offensive line decided to sit on the bench instead of go out and protect their team. They were so lazy. <laughs> Protected their team just like to protect their quarterback. Not at all. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Nothing. Non-existent yep. protection. Um, <laughs> dude, not, and it's no wonder Burrow like got destroyed. Yeah. No wonder Burrow tore his games. ACL. He couldn't get protected. <laughs> dude, literally his knee needs to be completely restructured now. <laughs> it's so messed up. Um, but, yeah, dude. What can I really say other than um, Packers are going to destroy yep. the Lions on Sunday? Matthew Stafford is going to have another Matthew Stafford type game. AP is going to find the end zone because he always does mm-hmm. for us. Swift, what's going on? Swift's with him, injury. It's got to be more than a concussion. Yeah, but it's got to be more than. A concussion, I don't know. Uh, Peter said he practiced last week, but he just didn't have enough time. So I think he could be ready for this week. I, I think hope. maybe now I, them I'm... having a little bit of hope, maybe that they're still playoff spot. Maybe they'll play him. But if yeah. they were, I would say if the season was for sure over, that he'd probably just precautionary they'd sit him. But I see him playing this week. Yeah. Man, carry on Johnson's going to be. Yeah, out unfortunately, I agree with you. So much talent. I mean, he's got to go. He's going to have so much history in this franchise, even 30, 40 years down the road, because he had that yeah. elusive 100 yard game to break the streak against, well, the, against Pats the Pats on Sunday night in his rookie season. Yeah, and that'll probably be. That was such I know a it feels like streak, such a long dude. time ago when he did that. Feels like oh seventeen gosh. years he, ago, and it was only like two. It was only it was yeah, twenty eighteen. Uh, crazy, dude. I I was a big fan of Carry On when we drafted him. I wanted him to be better than he has been. Injuries and just um, lackluster performance after that one hundred yep. yard game. Um, it just. Got Swift is Swift is going to be the guy in Detroit, mm-hmm. I think, for a while. For a couple, of I just years, hope he doesn't pull a carry on Johnson. Um, you know, and these injuries really do hurt his progress down the road. And that's what happens with a lot of young talent in True. Detroit. True. <laughs> I we better if we don't re-sign Kenny Galladay though. I'm gonna give up on him. I agree. Franchise. I say that I won't, but why wouldn't? But we I mean, I do see the reasons I, why he I'm just hoping. should leave. Is at the same time, I mean. He's going to be a new coach, new rebuild. You're going to be paying this guy. You're going to be paying your top two players all this money. So how are you supposed to fill yeah. in gaps in other positions? If Stafford and Galladay are going to be taking up a lot of your payroll. Yeah. I hear you. Um, moving on to Chiefs Dolphins. Uh, Chiefs Dolphins. How do you see this one playing out? It's going to be a good game. I see it. You know, obviously it's going to be Mahomes versus Tua. I see this being a uh, matchup down the road that we could be seeing in an AFC championship game. Not this year, 
but maybe two, three years down the road, we're going to see a lot of battles between these two guys over their careers. Very young quarterbacks, underrated quarterback battle as well. KC could slip up, though, after a couple big wins. I see him taking the L as Miami is going to pull off a huge upset, pushing Kansas City back to 11-2 and two and hurting their chances at a first-round bye. Miami's going to win this game 34-26. Mahomes, only 275 yards, two touchdowns, but he's going to have some issues turning the ball over. He's going to throw two picks, and he's going to fumble. Two is going to have another 300-yard game, three touchdowns. He's going to throw one to Gesicki, one, two to Jakeem Grant. Miami's going to move to 9-4 and four and put some push, pressure on Buffalo for the AFC East title. Wow, interesting, interesting call there. Um, I think that Miami just – I think they're highly underrated, but I just don't I just don't see them winning the game. Um, I don't even see Tua finishing the game. I think Fitzpatrick's gonna come in at the end. Just because not to say Tua's bad, but like like I said, just inconsistent so far being a rookie where you like you said, ninety yards in his first game, three hundred mm-hmm. right in his last. Um, I think it's just gonna struggle against the Chiefs. It's it's the hype that's gonna get to him, not not the game. It's it's the hype. And uh, I think I think the Chiefs may murder the Dolphins. I mean, I say that every week, but I don't know. Could happen one um, week. You never know. <laughs> you know I, why not? Yeah, I always got to say it just in case True. I'm right that week. Moving on though to a game that I'm gonna go ahead and give to the Bills right away. Steelers Bills Sunday Night Football. Bills are gonna take this one because it's it's a it's the another tough opponent for the Steelers, and they beat the Ravens and the 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 Titans on close games. But Bills are going to come away with this, and uh, Steelers are going to fall to 11-2 on the year. Uh, the Bills are a lot better team than mm-hmm. Steelers, ten, like 10 times better in my mind. Uh, Cole Beasley is going to have another great game, um, and I think Josh Allen's just going to prove why. You know, he's, he's going to be a legit threat in the league yeah. for a long time. I'm going to go on the – I'm going to go on the opposite side of you. This is going to be one of the best Sunday night football games of the year, and it is not going to disappoint – Pittsburgh's going to win a defensive struggle in this one, 21-16. Josh Allen, I mean, he just can't win the big game. He's going to struggle. He's going to throw for two picks and 175. He's going to have a rushing touchdown. Big Ben, 235 and two touchdowns. Um, it's going to be a big stop by the Steelers defense late in the game to prevent Buffalo from taking the lead. And Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is um, not going to become closer to a 16-0 season because I wrote this thinking they were going to beat the Washington football team. So maybe fifteen and one for the Steelers is they're going to get a huge win on Sunday night. Maybe I don't know. Um, another game that should be a really really good game uh, is the Monday Night Football Ravens Browns. Um, this will be a good game as well. So Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football are looking mm-hmm. like they're going to be good games. Um, but I think Baker's going to crumble in prime time, man. I know, I know, I know. But I think if the Browns are going to win this game, it's going to be because of Chubb. And, uh, yeah, that's that's really all I got to say about that. Um, Kareem Hunt, I don't think he's going to play as big of a role this week. I think Chubb is really going to be the primary guy. I think that Jarvis Landry is going to get a lot more. They're not going to spread the ball as much. I think Landry's really going to be the one they, they, they focus on. Um, but... I don't know. I kind of see this one going either way, and it's going to be close, 24-21. I think Lamar is going to be um, showing why people shouldn't count him out. And everyone's saying, oh, he fell off. He fell off. Dude, he's For had real? COVID. It's, 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 a, it's a difficult year. 
I don't want to hear anything about this Madden curse. I know it. I know CTE happened to Antonio Brown. Yeah, it couldn't get any worse than that. Stuff. I mean, yeah, it can't get worse than that, man. But no, I think Lamar Jackson is going to win this game and show why you shouldn't count him out. The first, the first game they had this year, they came out and it was against <laughs> the Dolphins, right? Week one, and he showed like he was elite passing. He he was spreading the ball. Did you say first game they, of this they, year. They, that they was actually last year, I think. Yeah, are you talking about Ravens Dolphins? Well, I'm talking about no. Who Who, did they play week one? They played the Browns. Yeah. Oh, the Browns. Yeah, that's it. Was this first? Yeah, that's. I kind of zoned out there for a minute. But I didn't know if. Yeah. No. Yeah. Then whatever they played the Browns week Mm -hmm. one and spread the ball nice, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Monday Night Football. It's going to be a lot different energy though. But yeah, I think Lamar is going to show why you got to stop counting him out, and Baker is just going to. Crumble in the prime time, man. I don't know why he crumbles in the prime time. It's like he gets. He, I think he just gets so. He sees ahead too of much of himself on those commercials, you know. Before the game, <laughs> swear, dude, progressive yeah. <laughs> got in his head. Um, I see it's gonna be another game close game, out? just like the Steelers and Bills. Uh, snake, sneaky good MNF game, as it's Lamar versus Baker. You know, Hollywood yeah. Brown versus Juice Landry, etc. Ravens are gonna win this thing, twenty-seven to twenty-one. Lamar gets back on track, two hundred yards. Passing, I see him running for 100 yards in this game, too. Three total touchdowns. Baker is going to have an all-right game. He's going to have a touchdown, and I'd say about 250 yards. He's going to throw two touchdowns, one to Juice Landry, one to Kareem Hunt. Chubb has about 70 yards, but some key mistakes down stretch is going to cost the Browns this game, and the Ravens are going to try to sneak into that seven seed in the AFC. Do you think they can do it? The Ravens? I think they can get in the playoffs. Yeah. And if they get in the playoffs, they're going to be scary. If you get yeah, Lamar sure. right, I think we have if you get all those running backs team. healthy and that run offense, and maybe they get that defense fixed a little bit with Marlon Humphrey and guys like that, I think they have a chance to go to the FC Championship game maybe this year. Very sneaky pick for the FC Championship wow. game if they can get back on track. Wow. If if they can't, you know – they can't play their game. They can't play their style. They'll be out round one if they even make the playoffs. For sure. Um, we are gonna have one more segment here. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and introduce our guest um, to talk about you know Matt Patricia's firing, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we are back here for our final segment of the day. It's gonna be a little bit of an update to a segment we did back in the what was that about the end of August? I think it was a couple weeks before the season started. Yeah. Um, my friend Luke is here. Uh, he introduced this idea to me over the summer. He wanted to do a little bit of a Matt Patricia diss segment. So, you know, we kind of went off on how we hated Matt Patricia and how he deserved to be fired. And uh, without further ado, here he is. Uh, Lucas, how you doing, bud? Hello, hello. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Doing good. Hey, welcome back, bro. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've been yeah. on here. Right. Yeah, for sure. But we got a lot to talk about. Um, Matt Patricia wise, Dylan's notes. He just bought. Yeah, sorry, man. I had to pop off on Matt Patricia. I, I don't like him at all. Good. Dylan wrote an MLA format essay, man. <laughs> I uh, could have. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Lucas. I, I mean, you're the guest. You came up with this idea, and I mean, I don't think we should beat around the bush. I think we all hate Matt Patricia, and I think all rightfully so, man. I think we should just get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, like last time I was on, as you know, and as some viewers know, we last time I was on, that's what the topic of uh, choice was as well. Matt Patricia 
you know, the problems with him. And I remember us saying um, during that episode that, you know, that the earlier they get rid of him, the better. And sadly, they, of course, you know, the Lions being the Lions, they have to do that right when it's like, okay, it's a little into the season. We still have a chance at playoffs, but it's really low. It's like, what, I think now because I think it's a half percent or something. Well, uh, it, it was 2% that we won against Chicago, so it, it went up to 4%. Big oh, yeah, woo And then, But then San Francisco lost, and uh, we're above them, I believe, based on the common games record, and now it's like, uh-huh. now it's like 8% now, so yeah. woo-hoo. Yeah, woo-hoo. But, um, <laughs> it, you know, it just serves to say, okay, Lions, yeah, you're going to do it now. Like, now's the time mm-hmm. you finally figured out when we're barely, like, having a chance at the playoffs. Like, why didn't you do it For earlier? Real. You know, you 0-2. It was going to When we got blown out in Green Bay, I said we should have fired him right then and there. I mean, mm-hmm. that defense allowed like 500 yards of offense, and they got mm-hmm. embarrassed. And yeah. that was why should have done it. Why didn't fire him after that Yeah, game? like, because at the Lions, it's like, they knew. Like, they knew. It's like, okay. they Basically, they I feel like they were at a point where they're like, okay, let's try to get more uh, solid proof. You know, like, okay, yeah, this guy's got to go. But it's like, why? That, does that ever work for us? Yeah. It never works mm-hmm. for what any more team. Proof never proof do you need? He got bodied. And it's so funny that they, you know, they almost rewarded us, the NFL schedule makers. The day, two days after Matt Patricia got fired. They moved our game next this coming week against the Green Bay Packers to a 425 Eastern national television slot. Mm-hmm. And then the day after Christmas, week 16, the Lions are playing a Saturday afternoon game against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saturday the afternoon. NFL, the NFL rewarded the Lions by giving them two nationally televised games. <laughs> Even the NFL schedule makers know that Matt Patricia should have been fired mm-hmm. way before he was. Well, and it just serves to prove also, like, when, you know, when teams are, you know, uncertain about a coach, you know, when, when does it ever work out with that coach? I, I don't know. Never. Yeah, never. never. So it's like, never. exactly. So it's like, just well, get rid of him. And I, I don't know the why the Lions couldn't it, figure that out. Especially this guy. This guy was really easy. It wasn't like it was a debate. Yeah. For real. The way that I view it is, like, if you even have to question – if this is a good fit, a good scheme, or a good coach, it's not. You got to get rid of him. And you because, look bit. Go ahead. Like, he just, bro, what, what what did he do? He was supposed to be a defensive mastermind. Our defense sucked. Oh, well, yeah, our defense sucks sucked. this year because he got rid of all the good players because they all hated he him. Mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back at it, and the Lions should have looked at this before they hired him. He had top five defenses in three of his last four seasons as the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. What was that other season? The year before the Lions hired him. They should have seen it. They need to open their eyes. I heard somebody say this this morning. This organization will not change unless the Fords sell the team. Mm Mm-hmm. Or just, yeah. No, yeah. They Marsha or Martha or whatever her name is gave it to her daughter. That doesn't change anything. It's still in the family. If they want, if us Lions fans want any success, we need to have them, you know, sell the team. No, yeah, they, the team needs to go. And I, I, I don't if care they if they're the Fords. I don't care if they, you know, basically own the city of Detroit. They need to go. It's I, enough is enough. And even if they leave, I'm, if you want to keep the stadium, Ford Field, I'm cool with go that. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't I, care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just That's the only please. thing the Fords name should be on when they leave. Is four I don't care. I just it's ridiculous. I mean, you look at Patricia's record: 13, 29, and one in two seasons. Yeah, that's like a thirty. You know, eight, not even thirty-eight. Probably it's like a twenty-eight percent win percentage. I mean, 
you look I, at. I believe I did look. I looked at it like yesterday. I believe it was like. Hang on, let me do some quick math on that. Maybe it was like low thirties. I believe. Yeah. But it, it's funny that you mentioned that too Crazy. because there, yesterday too, I was like, oh, here I go looping again, looking at the Jim Caldwell huh. stats, and then I did it, and he was thirty six and twenty eight. He was so good, dude. He was a good coach. In 30.2% win percentage. Yep. 30.2. Yep. Well, 30s. Yep. And, and what even helps Caldwell's case even more is not the fact, okay, people say, oh, yeah, uh, three winning seasons, but he did have that seven and nine season. Even in that seven and nine season, we started, they six, we they started in six and three. Mm-hmm. And they just fell apart down the stretch. Which, that's which, what Lions do. Yeah, which we can't win the big game. It's not Caldwell's fault. That's because that's no. the Lions. The Lions oh. franchise history. We cannot exactly. win big games. Exactly. I remember a Sunday night game in Caldwell's era where we played Green Bay for the division on a Sunday night, week yep. 17. And yep. We couldn't win that game. Yep. The, lo- the loser yep. got the wild card. The winner got the division. That was the year where we went up 14-0 against Dallas in that wild card game. And Golden Tate scored that second touchdown. And I said, we may have a chance to win a playoff game. But and then what happens? What happens when we get into a big game? The referees. Let me let me tell you something though. Now that you remind me of that game, that just brings back good feelings because it was like we are going into a game where no matter what, we are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Oh, I believe we had a lead in that game too in the third quarter. Yep, I know exactly what season to talk about. That was a season where Green 20... Bay was twelve and four, and we were eleven and five. Yeah. I think that was the uh, Green Bay Seattle. I think that was your Seattle in the Super Bowl. I think that was the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. The blowout. I, I think so it was so long ago, man. I know. That was a great season. I'm not going to lie. Thinking about. I mean, that defense that, that we had Sue, Nick Farrelly, mm-hmm. Ziggy. Big boy. Man, I just. that, that Those are the good, I the miss good day. Nick yeah, we didn't have a running game that season, but, you know. So yeah, what was that? Job and Best? I think it was uh, Amir Abdullah, Reggie Bush, somewhere in that. Time frame. It was Javid Best. Remember Ben Reggie Bush? Remember Ben Reggie Bush? Who? Javid Best was he on that? Oh yeah, yeah. Concussions. He had that one good season. Mm-hmm. But it's just Caldwell was great. You know, he's way better than Patricia. I mean, come on. It started six Definitely. and three. What do you expect from the Lions? You know, go seven and nine. It's not his fault. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. That's fine. That's just the Lions' it's history, just... you know. <laughs> so even in that season, he Garbage. has a case because yeah. of their start. But Patricia just had no case whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I, I don't know how you can have – plus, as a player, I don't know how you can have motivation from a coach that's not – And he lost, he lost the locker room before the season even started, I think. Probably. He lost the locker room at the end of last year. That's why Where? Snacks Harrison was gone. And that's why Slay was gone. That's why Quandre Diggs was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to look at this. Bevel is already 1-0 against the Chicago Bears. Patricia went 0-5. Yeah. Well, they I don't showed think Patricia more, ever won They showed more fight. Here against the Bears, who were 5-7, and seven, then they did in a nationally televised game on Thanksgiving against a three-win Houston mm-hmm. Texans team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just go out and look at the numbers. I mean... I, I don't think the Lions have ever won a division game under Matt Patricia. And to, uh, I, I, they, I believe I saw I something. They beat, I thought they beat Green Bay or Minnesota one year. If it did, it was the first year. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he won I, any I uh, think, down the stretch. I think this was the first... They, I heard like in the first uh, division win for the Lions in like two and a half years. And that would make sense, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, no. It, I mean, well. even I mean, you look at his defensive numbers. Twenty eighteen, they were tenth in yards allowed. They didn't get any takeaways though. But then it just got worse from there. Twenty nineteen, thirty first in yards allowed, twenty sixth in points per game. It got better a little bit in takeaways. They were twenty fourth in the league, and then this year, 
Before he was fired, they were 29th in yards, 31st in points per games, and 25th in takeaways. I mean, that is not good for a defensive guru. Nope. Mm-hmm. He was horrible. Oh, gosh, I mean. Defensively, our defense, yeah. complete And chat. then he had top 10 Russian pass defenses in 2018, and that just went down the toilet then. 28th and 26th in 2020. Well, the, the, the good thing wow. I think we can take out of this is Matt Patricia, it's a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about him anymore. And then Bob Quinn's gone too. Yeah. Bob Quinn couldn't draft. He, he, he's I'm bad so too. happy. And, you know, they're, I mean, they're gone. It's a new era, and it's a, it may be a temporary new era right now with the Bob, Bob Quinn. Bell. Didn't Bob Quinn draft Eric Ebron? Number ten overall. Yeah. So. Number yeah. ten. We, I don't know. I don't know if Lucas, if you watched that game last night, but Eric Ebron dropped two yeah. passes that went right through his hand. He's on the Steelers. Game. He's getting carried by the Steelers. I'll tell you that. Right? I, it just shows that he hated the Detroit Lions. The man went and led the league in touchdowns with the Colts after he left. He couldn't catch a touchdown pass with the Lions. No. 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 But I just, you know, Quinn couldn't draft. I mean, his best draft pick was Kenny Galladay. I didn't expect Kenny Galladay to be like this when they drafted him. But you look at the top draft picks. Our first-round picks have sucked. Gerard Davis, Frank Ragnow, Jeff Okuda, uh, well, TJ Hawkinson was a good one. Hawkinson's probably the best out of the group, and I wouldn't even say – I'd say he's middle of the road. Like, as a player? Uh, as, no, as a as – a, in that draft class, he's probably middle of the road. Okay, well, I was going to say, uh, TJ Hawkinson, that's starting to show – that was a he's starting very to show good – that was a very I, yeah, good definitely. pick. I don't know. I, think, I, I honestly think he's starting to show he's a very good pick. It's the Iowa tight end connection, though. I mean, George Kittle went to Iowa. Noah Fant went to Iowa. Hey. I mean, it's just the Iowa tight ends. Yeah. yeah. TJ Hawkinson still has some room to Oh, definitely. Grow, I agree. But definitely, definitely one of the better picks that he chose. But like Dylan said, when you compare him to Noah oh, Fant. Yeah. Um, and George Kittle. It's, yeah, we could have had Noah Fant. But TJ Hawkinson definitely – one of Stafford's favorite current mm-hmm. targets. I think that was a good pick. Galladay by far was the best pick we've had. Swift is a good pick, but he's going to have to develop. Yeah, Definitely. Swift has uh, shown he's a good pick. He just has that one bad play. But Okuda was – I'm sorry. Okuda was – I'm sorry, I, yeah. I wanted, Looking back at it, I wanted, I wanted Okuda. Okuda. I wanted him. Yeah, I did too. I was but, excited. you know, looking back at it, it could have been, you know – Josh Allen, the linebacker for the Jaguars. It could have been Isaiah Simmons, who's balling out right now in Arizona. <sighs> you know, it's just, Dude, heck, they could have taken two or Herbert. I would have been happy, probably. It should have been Isaiah mm-hmm. Simmons. Bro. I can't believe Simmons fell the ninth still. I mean, yeah. A lot crazy. of teams are kicking themselves, I would think. But uh, who do you think the next Detroit Lions head coach should be? Uh, Lucas, you want to lead this one off? You only. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's funny. I haven't looked much into it. The only thing that I have looked into is the fact that I've heard that Jim Caldwell is looking for another head coaching job. <laughs> I know. I saw that this I'll week. Dude, I would back. take him back in a heartbeat. Take man. him back. I, I know. I know. I don't know if that would make him. The thing that's concerning to me is would he take it as, um, oh, uh, you know, bad blood? Like, oh, I don't like mm-hmm. this. Join the team. He's like, oh, these people doubted me. Everybody, but if he did join it, he'd be like, yeah, I'm ready to prove what they, you know, I'm ready to prove what they thought wrong. I'm ready to get this yeah. team on the right track. I, I'd be either what either mood that he would have. I'd understand. Like I understand how if he felt if he would not want to take the job. 
I wouldn't blame him for not wanting to take the job. But at the same time, the the GM got Bob Quinn got fired. So maybe mm-hmm. that might, you know, make him be like, okay, there's some new people in here. They weren't really a part of this when I got yeah. fired. So that that's something to take into consideration. But you know, I think also maybe his drive to be a head coach might help considering the fact that he's not in Miami anymore. Was he the quarterback coach or whatever? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, you know, it's something to think about and, but it also depends on how uh, Daryl Bevel, is that how you pronounce it? Bevel? Bevel, yeah. Bevel, Daryl Bevel. Like it, it, it depends on how he plays as well. I mean, if we go five and oh, I don't see any reason to get rid of Daryl Bevel. Mm-hmm. Because he said he's ready, yeah. he's jacked, and he's hyped because he's like, this is an opportunity for me, and I'm going to take advantage of it. By all means, if you want to take advantage of it, go, dude, go for it. Hey, like, we, don't, we, we don't think about this enough. You see, when players play with heart, you can tell because they're out there giving it uh-huh. their all. And, and you can tell the difference between players not trying. We were talking about the Dolphins-Bengals uh, game, and you saw the Bengals offensive line just sitting there not defending the team. They're obviously not in, in it with that team. I'd argue that Stafford was not in it at the beginning of this year. His heart was not for the Lions. You could tell in the mm-hmm. Packers game. But when the coach when the coach is determined, I think that's something we don't think about. And I think that's an underrated feature. I don't think Matt Patricia really cared about the team. No. He did not care about the players. He traded anyone who spoke out against that. He, he People said he didn't care mm-hmm. about the players. He was – Cashing a paycheck, trying to get some wins. I think he was kind of half-assing. Oh, he was definitely of, doing that. Kind of, yeah, for sure. I think I think he really wasn't trying. If Daryl Bevel wants to come in and show that he wants to be a coach in this league for a while, and that he wants to put in the work, scheme, get the right players, get get a good workflow, by all means, I think that would be a highly underrated thing. Um, that not a lot of teams have is a coach who has the same determination. I think Patricia did not have the same determination as the players we had at the time when he came here. I think Slay was willing to work hard. I think Quandre Diggs was the hardest hitting safety on the defense. I think we had a lot of good pieces. Miles Killebrew was good for a time. Miles Killebrew still think there. We had a lot of, yeah, yeah, he's still there. Yeah, but it's like he, he didn't mm-hmm. utilize yeah. them anymore. It's like he stopped putting the heart in. We had guys with heart. He destroyed the heart of the team. I think that was the problem. And he just wasn't on the same page as the players. I think if we get Daryl Bevel and he wants to win and he creates that culture of, hey, let's come in, put this work in, and let's grind because we got to show everybody why why it's Detroit versus everybody. Mm-hmm. For sure. And if we can get if we get that mentality and if he wants to show that, yeah. keep him. If you have a guy who comes in and adamant about flipping the team, do that. Whatever has to be done. Who do you – do you have any uh, candidates for the next Lions coach, Alex? I – no candidates. I want to see how it yep. all plays out. I want to see what happens with the end of the season to determine where I feel like the franchise should go. Because if we – like you said, Dill, if we actually can get a couple wins, logically I don't think we'll win any. I think maybe we have a chance against the Vikings – if we can win some of these and do upsets and flip the season, that's one thing. If we kind of finish off meh, we're going to need someone who really going to come in and, and, and do like a Sean mm-hmm. McVay thing where 
they just think of a whole new idea for the team. Like if 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 Daryl Bevel can get some of these wins, then we're either gonna need him to continue or someone who will continue the same Definitely. mentality or expand on it. If we lose and it's not the right fit right now, then we need someone who's gonna come in and reimagine and redesign and reshape the direction. And that's something I just don't know who can do that, and I, I want to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, you know, I, I just thought it was great that you mentioned the fact that, you know, we, we, we tend to um, overlook the impact that a coach has on the players because it's, it, I just thought it was funny that you mentioned that because for me personally, I, I never I never truly noticed the impact that the, uh, you know, the coach has on not just on the team but as the individual players until Matt Patricia came along, uh, funny as it is. Because mm-hmm, I, I, mean, sure. I was like – I was like, man, I would if even if I was a football player and I I love football, you know, and I was in the NFL, man, I would ha- I I just wouldn't feel any motivation going to this guy, you know, going to practice where this guy, this fat guy, uh, who yeah, with, with this a beer, fat with a guy, pencil in beer, yeah, he seems lazy. He 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 he, he drives around training of- camp in one of those like uh four by four, you know. What are those things? Four wheeler things, you know. Yeah, and then he gets rid of players. Yeah, AT, yeah ATV. Or ATVs. Something. There he, we go. Yeah, he gets rid of players, and then, you know, he, you know, he goes. He, he. What did he? He when his leg was broken, he stood in that like weird ass thing and all that. It just makes yeah. you think, oh, this guy's lazy, and then it's like you're like, oh, I don't want to play for this guy, and that that gets in your head. So when you're doing all that physical work on the field, you don't want to show you don't want to show more enthusiasm than your coach has. It's basically. gonna, yeah. When you, you know, it might be subconscious, but I can already see if I was in that position, I I would recognize or I would assume that there would be some, you know loss of you know playing performance mm-hmm. and that's that's what I think I saw in the game with Daryl Bavel because um you saw everybody smiling you saw Stafford smile you saw Stafford smiling you saw everybody happy and mm-hmm. and you know why I just saw this on the Detroit Lions Instagram a Stafford was quoted saying I think Bevel's energy is infectious and guys feed mm-hmm. off of it I think guys feed off of it. The point of a coach, especially in football, if you're depressed or some, or if you're down, if you're not even in the league, let's say you're not even playing a sport. If you're down in life, you get a life coach. Mm-hmm. You know why you get a life coach? Because you need someone to motivate you. You can't Definitely. do it yourself, and that's fine. You know why you get like a personal trainer when you want to train? It's because they're yep. gonna push you. They're they and 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 the best part about a good trainer and a good coach is they're gonna push you because they want you to succeed, not them. I think Matt Patricia wanted his name to be the name that was like revered instead of the franchise. And this Matthew Stafford deserves a chip. Uh, I I know that a lot of these guys don't want to play for Patricia, and clearly, clearly they spoke that against yeah. him. They got traded away. You have your you have all right. Let's just put two and two together. We have this quote from Instagram, Matthew Stafford saying his energy is infectious. Guys feed off of it. It's great. Dude, we just beat the Bears for the first time in a while, and we should have beat them the past three years because they're a horrible team. They were worse than us Mm -hmm. all of these years. Um, And Stafford was smiling, had the first comeback in a long time. Um, Dude, it's not – it's like – You'd have to be an idiot not to notice how bad Matt Patricia is if all of a sudden the energy flips when he leaves and Daryl Bevel just completely 
makes the team Definitely. excited again. Like, yeah, that's especially crazy. after the Matt Patricia era, I'm starting to see more now or recognize more. You know, like, kind of like when you say to personal trainer, it's because it's a lot of hard at work and effort. It's going to be harder to do unless you don't have motivation because obviously you're doing very physically exalting things. And that kept, makes me think, okay, this yeah. is football. Football is a physically exalting sport. So it, it makes it makes it extra important to have that motivation because, you know, you need – it's not like baseball. You, you, you're going to need more – motivation and more you know you're going to need to be better at that as a coach if you're going to want these players to play their best so definitely. i can definitely yeah. see how after i was Patricia thinking era, about we see that now I would, for sure i was thinking about like sometimes when these guys come in the league i think what happens is the reason you can't really know if a guy's going to be successful in the league just coming from college and how successful they were there is because of the coach if you get comfortable with your college coach and you really excel in a scheme that he mm-hmm. builds for you and they build a college. They build schemes yeah. for the quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks they, they scout. Home, and they, I mean, they find Baker, yeah. Hurts, all those guys. They're the same type of player, and they fit in that same scheme. So you 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 run those guys in that scheme, and you do that, and the coach believes in them, and the coach scouts them and recruits them to their school, makes them feel wanted. They make them feel like they're the guy, and 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 that that psychologically, that's going to do a lot more than for you if if you have good like mental health you'll do way better in life in general i think what happened with matt patricia is he just had no belief in these players and wouldn't show it he he would call people out in meetings by name and and humiliate them that's the wrong mindset and the wrong way to coach um i think sometimes when people come in the league and the reason they're bust is really they don't have that person to believe in them and keep them with that drive because when you get in the league it's a different animal and i think what happens is uh these coaches sometimes treat the players like, oh, they'll be in here, we'll test them out, and if they're not good enough. Whereas in college, it's like, we'll get this kid in here and help him grow and help him, you know, shine. And I think that's what why the NFL sometimes you, you have guys who are bust because you don't have someone who really believes in you. And the reason some people are successful, like Brady, Belichick believed in Brady when Brady came yeah. in and did that. Belichick believed in Brady when he drafted him sixth round. He might not have known what it would have done, but he did. And that's the reason some of these guys you would never expect become the greatest players because someone notices them, believes in them, hypes them up, takes whatever talent they have, and helps Definitely. it grow. Patricia was not that type of coach. He's the type of coach yep. to put people down. Well, given that Patricia's gone now, now that we never, we never have to worry about ever that ever again, we can look now more into the future, more into the present, even because uh, I have one thing to ask you: how are how are you guys uh, anticipating and excited for Tuesday night football? That's right, I said Tuesday night football. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, were we talked about, about it already <laughs> earlier, you know, uh, you know. Uh. Dude, had Dallas had Dak Prescott, this would be. And if Lamar didn't have COVID, and he's just coming fresh off the COVID list today, (laughs) he hasn't had any practice in like two weeks. I don't know, man. This could be a game Dallas could sneak and win. I think. I think watching what Washington did to Pittsburgh uh, last night. Yeah, for sure, think that Dallas can win. I think we can't count Dallas out because they did win that one game. What a couple weeks ago that I Mm -hmm. just did not expect. Um, yeah. You can't count Dallas out I, in general because they're in the NFC East. Well, we, we did talk yeah, earlier about uh, the NFC East has some respect now, I think. Maybe. With, uh, maybe the, the Giants going yeah. to beat Seattle and football then the Washington team. football team beating Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, I looked at the um, 
advanced playoff standings. The AFC, I think four four teams are already eliminated, and then the NFC, nobody's eliminated yeah. <laughs> because the the worst teams are all in the NFC East. Uh-huh. <laughs> so nobody's swear. I I feel like nobody's going to be eliminated from playoff contention until like the very end of the season, and that's going to be very funny to watch. Heck no. I think that's the the seventh wild card spot is yeah, going to make sure. it that way. I do like that. I do like that well, seventh yeah. wild card spot. I mean, while you I brought do. up the whole innovation thing, Alex, that's why I would think Eric Bieniemy would be a good coach for the Lions, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I mean, you just look at uh-huh. you look at what he did with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, their first hey Stafford Stafford's been doing the Mahomes their first the, his worst years. season. In his three years as offensive coordinator, they finished fifth in points per game. He's had wow. their first this year, second this year, and they were first in 2018. 2019 was their Super Bowl year, and they finished fifth in points per game and sixth in yards. He just he he fits wow. the Lions' build, I think, because the best season he's had rushing is 16th in the league, and obviously number one this year in passing with Mahomes being the pass, top passer in the league right now. So he just kind of fits the mold, you know. Yeah. And if we get I think if we get Biennemi, I think Stafford sticks around for a year. They maybe keep him around. But if they get somebody else, I maybe see them going in another direction. Yeah, I think it'll all just depend on how we finish the season. Draft and, um, pick, yeah. But, yeah, dude, I, uh, I'm i really excited the just about um, the future, yeah. I'm so happy he's gone. I don't know why he wasn't fired sooner because the culture he created, was just, <laughs> it was awful. And, and and the first team without him, we had a lot of life, and and he he in my opinion was the worst Definitely. Lions coach of all time. And he traded away all of my favorite players. Quandre Diggs was my favorite player when he traded him. Golden yeah. Tate was my favorite player when he traded him. Slay was one of my favorites when. I mean, when just he, look at some of the iconic them. plays that Darius Slay made as a Detroit Lion. Yeah, the Philip yeah. Rivers interception that he made. Yeah, it's also the fact that Patricia, yeah. I, I don't know why the front office would be like, oh, no, 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 you're just the coach. He traded him for like, what, what like what, second round picks? We got Darius Slay. We traded Darius Slay for a third round like pick. peanuts. We traded uh, Quandre Diggs for a sixth round pick. We let Dar- Damon Harrison just walked. Golden Tate, I think we got maybe a fourth round pick. And, but that was it. That was it. Like, you think the front office would be like, whoa, dude, which you don't scare me, know. Which would scare me to see what we would get if we ever traded Stafford. I don't yeah. think we'd get a Trump pick for him. Oh, it, but it's just like, why would the front office just be like, yo, you, you no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're gone. You, you're not, if you think you can just do this. Well, uh, is, is there anything else you have to say, Lucas? I think we've oh. had a good little event session, you know? I, I think... Finally, I don't have to think about the past. I just, you know, I can just think about the future and now. Just, I just want, just these next four games is really mm-hmm. all I'm thinking about now. And like always, when I watch the Lions, I just always try to keep my cool and say, one game at a time, one game yeah. at a time. Yeah. Especially That's considering the fact that sure. every week it just adds, just once a week it adds so much suspense. That's why the buy one. Dude, it gives me depression. <laughs> Lions give me depression. Just one game a week. Just to bye week. Bye week is my favorite week of the season. Because you know you don't have to think about them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not depressed for one. Alex, you got any last um, dude, I just saw something. Yes, I. I it's a little off topic, but I just opened Instagram just just to see if there's any more NFL things. And I uh, opened it's the rap account. It says gangs are stealing PS5 consoles. Well, uh, can they steal shops. me an Xbox Series S, please? 
Gangs, gangs. All right, all right so we're gonna form a gang, Xbox. right, to get that Xbox. Oh, Swear, God. dude. Like, if 2020 couldn't get weirder, we literally have gang members who they're not allowed to stealing PS5s or guns or anything. Yeah, no parents. Well, I mean, yeah. just PS5. Oh, That's <laughs> hey, but Lucas, man, we want to thank you so much for coming on again. We will have you on. Uh, another we'll time. And I think what we should do is, yeah, hopefully, hey, when when maybe I know what we'll do. When when the new coach is hired, or when we get some more more um, information about potential coaches, I think we'll have you come back on and talk a little bit about that side of things, just to continue this series we have with the coaching side of things. Because yeah, I don't think we talked about that. Um, not yeah, and it's obviously very important as we saw with Matt yeah. Patricia. But man, thank you so much for coming right. on. Uh, we really appreciate it. Alex, we'll, you want to we'll, stay we'll see you again. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. It's gonna be good. Looking forward to the time when we don't have to talk about Patricia anymore. For real. I swear, man. Okay. All right, Dill. I uh I uh don't really have no. any thoughts left, but if you want to go ahead and All right, close let's out just the wrap it up, here. guys. Thanks uh, as always for listening. You know, we got to vent a little bit about Matt Patricia and how we're so glad he's gone. You know, we got to break down some good games in the NFL this week. Hopefully looking forward to some good games starting next week. Even starting tonight, maybe we'll get a classic between the Ravens and the Cowboys. You never know. Um, we may be having a guest next week. I have not talked to you about this. I actually forgot about it. I'll uh, text you after the episode, and we'll uh, hopefully we can get that nailed down yep. before the end of the night here. Uh, episode 34, Matt. a week and a half before Christmas. Wow. Ten days till the holiday. Wow. We- and uh, we – we, I will be letting you know, Dill. I am going on vacation the day after Christmas, so I'll be doing my segment of the podcast from, from sunny, South, sunny Carolina. South Carolina. We'll doing, yeah, we'll be doing a virtual pod, and I'll be in the sunshine, state, and I'll so be sitting be here fun. freezing my butt off. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah. we had a really good segment today, man, with Lucas. I think I think we got a lot of things talked about, and uh, I'm excited maybe to have another guest, like you said, next week. So. We thank you guys. Remember, just rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we're trying to build that football family still and, and get a good community going here of just people who love football. And, and if you're from the area, who love the Lions. So that's really going to be all. all right, and, uh, week, I'll guys. see you yeah. guys next week.